never miss the water till you're well and strong. You never missed your turn till he says goodbye. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Thursday, June 8, 2023, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel. I'm coming at you, uh, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Coming in hot, actually, today. Uh, <clears throat> my hot take is that Hiam fucking Bloom has got to go. Uh, yeah. Today was the last straw for Hiam Bloom and the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox are in last place in, in the AL East. Uh, they are, as soon as they lose tonight, going to be one game under 500. Um, and they started a uh, pitcher tonight by the name of, um, I had it. What the, the fuck is his name? I probably Matt should have pulled Dermody. it. Matt Dermody. Matt Dermody, mm-hmm. who is a bigoted, homo- like, uh, anti-homosexual piece of shit. Yeah. And um, the Red Sox this guy, you go through his Twitter and it's like, a, you know, it's like a generic list of anti-gay, anti-trans, anti, um, like COVID conspiracy theories, not anti-COVID conspiracy theories, pro-COVID conspiracy theories, uh, election stealing conspiracy theories, really horrible shit, really horrible shit that is all done under the premise of him being a Christian, uh, which is how a lot of bigots like to be wandering around these days, pretending to be Christians. Um, And, you know, I really hope that, you know, heaven is a real place and Jesus Christ is up there so that people like this guy, Matt Dermody, when they die, can see him giving them the double fingers as they fall (laughs) down to hell. Um, Guy's a real piece of shit. And the reason that I'm calling out high and bloom on this uh-huh. is that he signed this guy, didn't do any background research into him, they, or so they claim. They claim that they didn't know anything about this, um, which is bullshit, because pay somebody to look into people's Twitter accounts before you sign them high and bloom. Mm-hmm. So he's got to be done for that. And they called him up to pitch tonight. It's June 8th. This is Pride Month. Like, this is the month that all of the teams are doing Pride events and having Pride-themed uh, games all throughout the, the month. And the, and the Red Sox, you know, in liberal Northeast Massachusetts are calling up uh, anti-homosexual bigot to pitch for them tonight. So, Buck right. Bloom, like, he's got to go just because the Red Sox have been so terrible under his watch. But, like, this is the last straw. The guy has no fucking clue, and he's got to go. I'm looking at uh, Matt Domodi's Wikipedia page, and he's no kid. He was born in 1990, born on the 4th of July in 1932. He's 32, yeah. Has pitched for the Blue Jays and the Cubs and spent most of his time in Nippon, Japan, with the uh, Saitama Cebu Lions or in the K- KBO League with the o- NC Dinos. 
So he's kind of been that guy who's bounced back and forth between MLB and the Asian leagues for years now. Um, his Wikipedia page, unsurprisingly, doesn't say anything about his personal beliefs. But you were telling me uh, he signed on January 24th a minor league contract with the Red Sox. What was so the one tweet that the Red Sox actually made him delete was about how it says in the Bible that all gay people are going to go to hell, right? And that we should read our Bibles. You were telling me off camera about people were going through the things he's liked on Twitter that he can't delete. What were those? Yeah, let, let me read you some of his likes and retweets. Right. Um, fascinating. Here, this is a tweet from David A. Clark Jr. that was retweeted by Dermody. And it is, Fauci needs to be indicted, convicted, and sentenced to the death penalty for crimes against humanity. Mm -hmm. Hanging would be appropriate Great. in prime time on national TV. This is a like uh, or a retweet. I can do retweet. Yeah. Um, this is another one. No coincidence. This is David Nino Rodriguez, uh, which is, he's a UFC guy. And it's funny because, you know, the kind of, like the kind of crossover between these like super anti-homosexual slash latent homosexual bros and their love of the UFC, which is just like basically naked dude just hugging each other so hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, all the gays are going to hell. And yes. then it's like, oh, but check out all this like UFC shit that I love so much. <laughs> I just love it when the guys are rubbing on each other like that. Anyway. Agreed. This, uh, no coincidence, the pandemic hit when a, the pandemic hit, then a stolen election and now potential WW3. There are very few elite global terrorists that do not want you here. Stop being distracted by the MSM lives. Stop wasting time with deception and distraction. This is the spiritual war, the final war. Wow. That's yeah. <laughs> that's a retweet too, I think. Yeah, that's not um, at all. This guy's nuts. That's fucking insane. Yeah, that's bad. And, okay, listen. Yeah. I'm a chef, right? Okay. Could be that COVID was a global conspiracy orchestrated by Anthony Fauci um, to, I'm not sure what the end game is here. Like, that's never very clear, you know? Um, just to, like, make people stay inside. I don't know why. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's maybe it's all fake. Like maybe there was never a virus at all. But the thing is, is like I can't say for sure that that's crazy because I mean it sounds fucking crazy to me. But I'm not a molecular biologist or a virologist or a doctor. You know what I mean? Didn't you? But what's that? Didn't you test positive? Three times I've had COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, sorry. No, that's only a... only once that I know that I've had COVID, and then I think I've had it another one or two times where Ooh. I was asymptomatic. 
one time you felt really bad, right? One time I got really sick. Yeah. Um, but it's just like the, the certainty that these people have in their like complete nonsense conspiracy theories without any sort of like backing or evidence or like whatever. And then they're like, oh, we got to kill Fauci on national television. And the, like Dr. Fauci is like the most educated virologist in the history of the world. You know what I mean? Like this guy knows more about disease than anyone else. And like, that's the evidence that they use to be like, oh, he's making it up. Right. <laughs> I feel People that believe him because he's so smart, but that's a bad call. Yeah, I've seen interviews with him because he's really this kind of like mild-mannered, you know, guy from Brooklyn or whatever. Right. And he's like, yeah, I used to like to go on walks with my wife, but now we can't do that anymore without a social security detail to keep us from getting right. <laughs> so we don't yeah. do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It sucked to be the guy who was just trying to help everybody. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. Just, <laughs> just he was the face of like, you know, it wasn't even just like him. It's like the trillion dollars a year of government spending. Like he's just the the person who was talking to the camera. Right. Yeah, kind of the fall guy, really. Yeah. So how anyway, you, so anyway, you? you know, he got lit up for three runs and three innings. Um, and I hope he never sees the major leagues again. Honestly, I'm sure you will because you guys don't have any pitching. Right. Right. But you know, I would rather I would rather throw Corey Kluber out there who's now pitched one and a third innings and given up seven runs than yeah. see this guy on the mound again. How long and is like for real, like who the fuck what the fuck is Hyam Bloom doing? Like this is not you know, he's playing fantasy baseball. He has no concept of what it is to run a major league baseball team. He's just playing numbers and it's not it's not even working, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's no end in sight. Like we're a worse team this year than we were last year, and we ended up last in the division last year. Like, give me a fucking break. Right. That's not good. Nope. I bet you this dude Modi guy gets at least another start, though. Right. Well, if he starts again in five games, that would be Pride Day at Fenway Park. Oh, great. Perfect. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, the, the 13th? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So start him on Pride Day at Fenway and just let's see what happens. Let's roll it's the- just so fucking tone deaf. It's really hard to like wrap my head around. I don't know. I mean, what what's your owner? Is it still Patrick Henry? No, that's not his name. What, yeah. um, Sam Kennedy is the president of the team, mm-hmm. and he's an owner. And, you know, the official line is that, <clears throat> oh, well, we can't dictate someone's religious beliefs. Cool. But it's like, this is hate. This is not a religious belief. Right. A religious belief, like nowhere in the Bible does it say, Gays are going to hell. Nowhere. Um, Nowhere in the Bible does it say you can't, you know, 
speak to gays or you got to hurt the gays because of what they it doesn't say that anywhere in the bible this is not a religious belief this is a bigoted belief this is a this is a hate this is a hate situation this isn't a religion situation right <clears throat> um and that they said they had him go take a class in like a behavioral class that's what they'll do right which is like how to not how to talk how to not talk to the media about how much you right. hate that's the gays they, and uh, the jews yeah. you know yeah, yeah yeah that yeah exactly that's <clears throat> at that the bottom of it also john henry is his name john yeah 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 um no i'm gonna laugh when the tone deaf ownership has him start on play well you know but the thing is it's like this is the Red Sox have been historically, not historically, historically, but like recent historically have been pretty good sure. on moral issues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we've cut, <clears throat> um, there was a, one of our relief pitchers who was really pretty good for us, knuckleballer, I forget his name, he hit his wife and we cut him. Like the news that he was cut for the team was broke before the news that he was under investigation oh. for domestic abuse. That wasn't, like it was, that wasn't Tim Wakefield, was it? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, Don't worry about it. Doesn't oh, matter. Stephen Wright was his name. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that happened, and then there was, you know, Hunter Renfro had a really good year for us. And then we traded them and everyone was like, oh, I wonder why that happened. And then like rumors started coming out that he was a pretty big racist guy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he then had a really good year for the the Brewers and they didn't re-sign him. And now he's playing for the Angels. And I think that he's doing pretty well out there. So we'll see what happens with him. But mm-hmm. mm. Yep. There's this other thing where, like, I know it's not exclusively pitchers, but I feel as if pitchers are worse than position players on these sort of issues. Have you noticed that? Hmm. They just get more scrutiny, maybe? No, but I will I will go along with it so hard. Maybe. I'm just thinking, because the White Sox, we threw out Mike Clevenger tonight against the Yankees, and he's had his domestic violence questions that, you know, alleged domestic violence. You've got, um, what's his name? Bauer, who is floundering in the Japanese leagues or Taiwan. I think he's in Taiwan, actually. No, he's in Japan. He's in Japan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, his issues, Josh Hader, he was kind of the poster boy for delete your racist tweets before you get drafted into the major football until this guy Dermody. Well, but the thing is, is that Dermody, these tweets are from like last year. This isn't like Josh Hader's like, oh, I was a teenager when I tweeted these things. Yeah. Uh, Which is, you know, also just code for, oh, I didn't know better than to not put shit out on, you know, I didn't know how to keep it to myself yet. Yeah. Anyway, fuck that guy, fuck Kyan Bloom and the Red Sox ownership. Like, give me a break, guys. You can't, 
you can't throw out, uh, you know, a clan member and also be in last place. Like if you're going to be throwing out clan members, at least be competing for a world series. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. This guy isn't here to help us win. He's here because everyone else is hurt. Like, you can find some other piece of shit pitcher in AAA to throw out there. This is like, yeah, this is a yeah. this is a team that, that does not like, give a shit. Mm-hmm. I like that. Good, good point. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take is that the White Sox are coast and not coast in the way that we normally talk about baseball teams being coached. They are for real coached. They got their game yesterday at the New York Yankees canceled because of the air quality in the Bronx caused by the Canadian wildfires. Sam lives in New York also. He was tweeting me or texting me pictures about what it looks like in New York City I was looking at other pictures online, and it looked like Mars. It looked like we were about to have our first baseball game played on Mars. Uh, thankfully, they canceled the game. They played a doubleheader tonight. However, the White Sox also were scheduled to play the Yankees on 9-11, and it was their game that got canceled by 9-11. And they were the first team to play at the Yankees a week later on September 18th, 2001. The White Sox also were the only team to play at Toronto during the SARS epidemic. I think that was like 2008, maybe. And Canada had gone on lockdown for the SARS epidemic. So they played in an empty stadium at the Blue Jays for that game. And they played at the Baltimore Orioles when Baltimore was on lockdown because of it was, uh, like Black Lives Matter riots. Right. And mm-hmm. they weren't letting anyone into the stadium for that game. So I'm pretty I know. the White Sox, <laughs> like they have a weird curse about them. Right. So they They're get- one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Is <laughs> everywhere they go is just chaos and descent. Right, <laughs> especially when they're playing at AL East teams for some reason. Do you remember when that game happened in Baltimore? And we were like, man, it's so crazy to right. see a baseball game in a stadium without any fans in it. You know what I mean? And then it was like, all of a sudden, the COVID year, it's like, oh, there are no fans anywhere. And yeah. then it's like, <laughs> eh, no big deal. Since then, it's like, there's no fans in Oakland ever. You know, it's. Right. <laughs> It's no longer such a weird thing. But when that happened, it was so weird. Right. What are the four horsemen of the apocalypse? Uh, the White Sox? The White Sox, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're the pale hoes, right? Right. That's why. Yep. I get it. That's that, true. It's true, actually. That's why they're the pale hoes. Uh, right? Sickness, no, disease, death, poverty, and war, I think. Uh, maybe getting it wrong, um, but yeah, this uh, what was I gonna say? This 
cancellation of this game has really got me on edge about climate change because this is going to start happening more and more frequently. And I'm really, I do not trust how uh, baseball teams or Major League Baseball are going to react to this, right? They're just going to demand oh. more funding for like climate proof stadiums or something like that, right? Everyone's gonna climate have- change is another thing that this Red Sox pitcher does yeah. not believe in. Oh, I'm sure of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and also the Holocaust, probably. I'm sure he doesn't believe in the Holocaust. Or like there were mitigating factors or some bullshit like that. But what's going to happen? I mean, this is going to be happening more and more often, not just on the West Coast, but on the East Coast also. You're also going to have to deal with flooding. Uh, The Miami Marlins, you know, we already saw it with Katrina in New Orleans. What's going to happen to Fenway when, you know, sea levels rise? Right. Whatever. They're going to have to re uh, renovate everything. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, all coastal cities. Yeah, which is most cities, except for the, the only ones who are safe are the uh, Colorado Rockies. Well, and any team in Chicago and yeah, Arizona and most Texas and. Houston, not Houston. Houston, not Houston. Yeah, and Chicago's still by the lake. I don't know how that'll be affected. Probably not too much. The floating city of New Chicago. Yep, Toronto. I think Toronto. Yeah. It it was Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. They'll probably be okay. Well, because all of America, Pittsburgh. The entire eastern half of America is actually like pretty flat. You've got the Appalachians, but everything is pretty like elevation-wise low, low level. Right. Well, the middle part of the like where you live is fucking insane. Yeah. Like right. there, aren't, you don't even have any hills. Nope, no hills. I forget what hill. It's really weird when I go visit people and I'm like, what's wrong with? Why does the land go up and down like that? That doesn't make sense. Land isn't supposed to do that. It is, though, Joel. That's the thing. <laughs> it is supposed to. Go up and down? Yeah. Why? Both. Like, what's up with that? Like, what the hell? Oh, man. Anyway, so I think the White Sox don't, don't schedule games against the White Sox. They are the fifth Horsemen of the uh, Apocalypse. Are you sure they're not just like famine? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Chicago's got good food. That's true. Maybe they're just. Not a lot of World Series rings, though. No. Is that what you mean by like stock? Yeah, I mean, it was was a half baked joke. It wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've won one kind of... I was more just proving that I knew one of the names of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Famine is one of them, right? Famine is one of them. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Death, disease, famine. And then I think, oh, death, disease, famine, and war. There we got it. That's it. War, yeah. Death, disease, famine, and war. Which always confused me 
Because the other three lead to death. Why is death one of the four? Like, I don't know, dude. Because, like, religion is stupid. Okay. That Matt makes- DeVore or whatever the yeah. fuck your name is. Right, right. <clears throat> it's all made up anyway. Yeah, it's all made. It's like a weird made up cult anyway. Demodi. It's like a freaking Ponzi scheme. It is a Ponzi scheme. That's true. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. Give us all your money and you'll get rewarded. But don't worry, it'll be after you die. That's when your reward goes. (laughs) The greatest Ponzi scheme of all time. That's how it works, definitely. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, Shout out to everyone who's been listening to this podcast. We haven't done it in about three weeks. I apologize for that. Um, We've been up. Sam's been busy. I haven't been busy. I've just. I'm 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 on summer time. I'm not doing anything at all. I'm just staying in my house and being a. Joel's <clears throat> never even awake anymore. I'm never. Awake. I just, I've got. I'm on I try to text Joel. He doesn't text me back for like twelve hours, and he'll be like, "Oh God, sorry, I took a nap. I took a nap this afternoon." I'll be like, "Damn, dude, I texted you at eleven o'clock in the morning." But. No, I'm I'm on vampire schedule now. <clears throat> Stay up all night, sleep all day. Uh, but people have continued to listen to our podcast, so I appreciate that. Uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa, new listener. Uh, Champaign, Illinois, Atlanta, Georgia, Cairo, Egypt, Frankfurt, Germany, uh, Islington, England, Manhattan, New York, Mountain View, California, Mumbai, India, Zagreb, Croatia. Thank you very much. Please continue to listen. Follow us um, on Twitter at Dump Um 2005. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, TikTok, technically, although TikTok scares me. Um, I was oh, on you're the- off TikTok now? You were in it, into it for a while. I, I, I still check it out. I'm not, I'm trying to avoid it because um, a while ago, I was sitting in on a live chat on why the earth was flat. Uh-huh. And that kind of concerned me. Why? Because you were starting to see, you were like, oh, you just got some good Maybe, points. They got some good points. The earth is flat. Yeah, exactly. I feel like your boy, um, Matthew, whatever his name is, probably spends a lot of time on very specific TikTok channels, so Modi, right? Especially because here's my question about him. He's been spending so much time in Japan and Korea, which were two countries that went on hard lockdown for COVID. Do you think he was there doing that? <clears throat> no. No. I think he spent his time there thinking about how much better he was than everyone else there because he was a white person. That's what I think he did while he was there. Yeah, that makes sense. I I believe that. Um, Yeah, continue to listen to our podcast, like, subscribe, Apple iTunes, you know the deal. Um, All right, so Sam, actually, before we get into this, talk to me about the Boston. Well, you've already talked to me about the Boston Red Sox. Um, They are at the bottom of the AL East. But here's the right. 
you can literally stack the AL East on top of the AL Central, and it pretty much works from first to tenth, right? Like every team oh, as a single division, as a single division, yeah, yeah. Every team in the AL East is better than every team in the AL Central right now. Right. Uh, I think the Twins, because the Twins, who are the best record in the AL Central, they have been struggling lately. They've lost a bunch of games, and I believe they're back down to below 500. No, yep, they're at 31 and 32. So, uh, yeah, the Red Sox, well, you know, I think the Red Sox are just, we were riding really hot offense for a long time, mm -hmm. um, which was making up for our really terrible pitching. And that's just not a sustainable model for winning. Right. Because we need balance. Like, your offense is going to have ups and downs. Your pitching is going to have ups and downs. And so you need the two to kind of balance each other out. And and the thing is, is that the Red Sox pitching has never had any ups, specifically the starting pitching. Our bullpen has been okay. Uh, our bullpen, I would say, is probably about league average, which is good. And our offense has been above league average. I think we're still in the top five in runs scored in the American League, but that's like riding on a really high early part of the season a lot of our offense has fallen off recently, which has led to <clears throat> a lot of losses uh, because the pitching can't pitch up, pick up the slack, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I don't think – like, I can't remember the last Red Sox game where the pitchers didn't give up a home run or more than one home run. Like, Really? Yeah. Uh, long ball's been a huge problem. Um and, you know, I feel like the offense definitely has the ability to come back and win games, but it's not – it's just not – you can't put all your eggs in that basket. You know, that's just a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. And our pitching has been terrible. But, yeah, you guys are one of the worst pitching teams in the league. Yeah. Um which is kind of how we drew it up. Like that was, <laughs> that was our grand architect, Ian Bloom's like plan was to have terrible pitching and mm -hmm. just hope that we win anyway, which is stupid. Uh, and, you know, worked. One, that one year, 2021, it was like, oh, our pitching is bad, but we still win anyway. But... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was still, we were riding on the Dave Dombrowski signings at that point. Right, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, this is kind of our first year with majority High and Bloom signings on the team, and it is not going well. Yeah, I think, I'm, I mean, I'm, you're convincing me that he needs to... Um... Well, he needs to go because he doesn't give a shit about anything other than the numbers, which also doesn't really fit. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the thing is, is that there are some bright spots for the Red Sox this year. Uh, Masutaki Yoshida 
the much questioned free agent signing over the offseason has been one of the best hitters in the American League this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got off to a really bad start, too. And he's, I think, now number two in the American League in batting average um, and is a pretty, you know, pretty enjoyable to watch him play. Um, he's a really good hitter. Really good. You can just see it when he, you know, hits the ball where it is and he drives the ball for power. He hasn't had a home run in a while, but he really can he can jack the ball for sure. Um, Devers has been slumping, which is kind of a bummer, um, but he's putting up decent numbers anyway. Uh, let's see, who else? <sighs> there really aren't a lot of high points right now. Um, Jaron Duran's been hitting the ball okay, which is a surprise because he was terrible last year. Um, and then, you know, our bullpen's been much improved from last year. I will say that. And that's, you know, <clears throat> when I'm watching a baseball game, I'd rather get it, get like, let it get out of hand early rather than like take a lead into the eighth inning and then blow it every time. Right. Um, like if I'm going to lose, I want to lose early so that it doesn't <laughs> hurt as bad, you know? Um, anyway, that's kind of the state of the Red Sox right now. We're in the basement of the AL East. We'll probably stay there the rest of the year. But, you know, I don't know. The right. team has definitely yeah. shown – you never know. The team has definitely shown that it is capable of putting together uh, good – spurts of baseball so mm-hmm. we'll see the white Sox. it looks like they're about to lose to the new york yankees which will end their five game winning streak which is the oh, dope. winning streak that they've had of the season so far um and maybe since last season um yeah for a while yeah five yeah that's been great they had this one 10 game losing streak at the beginning of the season and nine of those 10 losses were to either Tampa Bay or Toronto. Since that 10-game losing streak, they are 20 and 14. So if they can continue at, which is like a 580 winning percentage, right? If they can average a 580 winning percentage for the rest of the season, they'll win 85 or 86 games. And probably that's, not bad. probably that's enough to win a shitty AL Central, probably. Right. Now, it's a big if, if they can continue, you know, if they can win 58% of their games. But, you know, 20 and 14, that's more than a month. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. They've still got a couple of problems. Lance Lynn is bad, like really, oh. really bad right now. A perennial AL Cy Young candidate, Lance Lynn? He is. He's cooked. Um, he he started, he actually gets the no decision this morning in the first half of the um of the doubleheader, but he still gave up four runs in five innings, I believe. Um let me let me I he's like one of the worst his season ERA is six fifty-five. Um He's given up. He hasn't given up 
let me just read this. His last starts owned runs. Five owned runs, eight owned runs. One owned run, two, one, seven. Four, 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 five, three, eight. Like, that's, that's not good. That's not good at all. Um, yeah, six five five ERA on the season. He's but like we don't have anybody to replace him right now. So our starting pitching has a lot of holes, a lot of fucking question marks in it, which is not good. The offense has likewise not been good. The White Sox are near the bottom of the league in all slugging statistics, but I'm hoping that that's going to turn around. In the opening of the doubleheader today, Robert Moncada, um, Jimenez, and Jake Berger all hit home runs. So that's good. But we're at June 8th of the season. Tim Anderson has zero home runs, and Andrew Benatendi has zero home runs. And that's bad. That's our first and second hitters, generally speaking, in the lineup. So we'll see. <clears throat> you know, there's reason to be optimistic, but I don't know what's going to happen. You know, we could very easily descend into another 10-game losing streak. Although really, I doubt that. I don't know. The other only good thing is William Hendricks is back. Yeah, uh, good for that guy. Yeah, he's been pitching. It was really awesome. He came out at home for his first uh, save opportunity, which he got, actually. Um, then back from, from uh, what's it called? Cancer. Yeah, cancer, but what kind of cancer was it? Non- lymphoma? Yeah, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. That's what it is. Um, and he's, you know, he's only pitched three or four times, but he's doing really well. That's good. And if you got YouTube, I would recommend checking out like his first uh, his first appearance back at home. That was pretty. Did cool. he cry? He said he tried really, really not to. He's got a really funny. He did not cry. Everybody else was crying, and hmm. uh, he's got a really funny interview with MLB.com about it, where he's like, "I was just trying to be a tough guy. I was trying to be as tough as I could be." I really wanted to cry. And they're like showing him shot by shot. He was like, it was against the LA Angels. It was at home. And he was like, I really appreciated all the fans. They were so great. Except for that one Angels fan who's just yawning. Fuck that guy. That's cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. I I, I like William Hendricks a lot. Um, all right, so last thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I don't know if I'm prepared for this, but I think I am, is about the Oakland A's potentially moving to Las Vegas. Right. Now, they, um, I'm I'm going off of a bunch of sources here, and I'm going to try to keep it um, as uh, uh, understandable as possible. I'm going with... Evan Drellich is reporting from The Athletic. Okay. Um, I'm going with the reporting from the Nevada Independent. 
newspaper. And I'm going with the reporting from this uh, website that I found recently that I really like called fieldofschemes.com, which I actually highly recommend. Uh, So, okay, so the the Oakland A's purchased land last April in Las Vegas, saying that they had plans to build a a new stadium in Las Vegas and that they were going to relocate to Las Vegas. However, since then, several issues have run up that have, like, sullied that deal. So the original deal, they bought land to build a $1.5 billion stadium where the Tropicana uh, Casino in Las Vegas now stands. So they would have to detonate the Tropicana Casino and build the new 30,000, which is really small. It would be a 30,000 seat stadium in... Yeah, it's like the size of Fenway. Oh, yeah. It would be... It might even be smaller than Fenway. It would be one of, if not the smallest MLB stadium. Uh, This is... I'm reading this paragraph from Drellich from The Athletic. A's owner John Fisher, like every other Ooh, owner. It would be the smallest. It would be the Her, smallest. Right? Currently, the smallest stadium is the Cleveland Guardians Progressive Field, 34,830 people. And then Fenway after that, right? Yeah. Or there's one um, other little, tiny stadium. Isn't Wrigley, I think, <clears throat> bigger than Fenway. I don't know. I think it is. You Google that. I'm going to read Marlins are number two. Marlins, and then, Marlins Stadium. And then the Red Sox are number three. Okay, yeah. Um, Oakland A's owner John Fisher, like every other owner ever, wants the public to defray his costs in building a new stadium complex. He had sought an estimated $855 million in public subsidies to build at the Howard Terminal site in Oakland. In April, when the team said it had agreed to buy land in Las Vegas, the first dollar figure that was tossed around was $500 million. Now, three weeks later, the A's are reportedly moving on to buy different land in Las Vegas, seeking $395 million in subsidies. And that's the issue. The issue is the Oakland Athletics Ownership Organization is asking the state of Nevada to give them $395 million in public subsidies to build a new 30,000, to buy the land and to build a 30,000-person stadium in downtown Las Vegas, or at least on the Strip. Now, the issue is the Nevada State Senate doesn't want to fucking do this, (laughs) which I applaud them for. Um, Do you think that people just really don't like the ownership group of the Oakland Athletics? No, I think that they understand that this is a scam. Right. It's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. Right. Um, And that they don't want to do it. I mean, recently... They've, they just had the Raiders move from Oakland to Las Vegas, and they've got the hockey team, the, the Vegas Knights, right? 
Right. But they just spent a lot of public money on these. And both of those teams got public money. Right. Well, I know that the Raiders did, and I know that the big thing is neither of them are paying any taxes. So what's the point? Like what? Jobs? I mean, that's the the excuse, but there it doesn't actually work that way. Right. Um, this is from uh, uh, The Athletic also. J.C. Bradbury of Kennesaw State University in Georgia says his research and most research on the matter continually show that subsidies for stadiums do not provide taxpayers a fair return on investment. Blah, 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 blah. Quote, first and perhaps most important, nearly all empirical studies find little to no tangible impact of sports teams and facilities on local economic activity. And the level of venue subsidies typically far exceed any observed economic benefits. In total, the deep agreement in research findings demonstrate that sport venues are not an appropriate channel for local economic development policy. Right. It's a scam. They they right. steal the tax. AKA it's a scam. It's a scam. Right. I think the people of, of Nevada, at least, and I uh, by uh, inference, the people of Las Vegas have started <clears throat> to fucking agree with that. Right. Fool me once. Shame on me. Exactly. Yeah, fool you once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on you again. Fool me three times. Don't get fooled. I don't again. think so. Don't <laughs> get fooled again. Don't get fooled again. Uh, exactly. <clears throat> Uh, and that's what was happening. Shit, I don't know if I can find these quotes. I'll try as quickly as I can. Because they were having the special session of the Nevada State Legislature today on right. it, uh, SB 509, it's called. Oh, that's funny. This The Nevada Independent is quoting the exact same professor that the athletic quoted. That professor's making money. Good for you, Professor Bradbury. Um, Ray Bradbury? Yeah, Ray Bradbury. Speaking of COVID deniers, Ray Bradbury. I think he actually died before COVID came. He would have been a, a COVID denier, though. He would have died um, of COVID, that old bastard. He definitely would have died of COVID. Okay, so now here's a tweet by Evan Drellich, who's the athletic uh, writer, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Nevada State Senator Rochelle Nguyen rips the A's proposal. She says it's $250,000 a day for the special session. Says bill didn't change since last reviewed. Can't understand why taxpayers should pay hundreds of millions of dollars when bills for summer school, children's mental health were vetoed for cost. I mean, sounds reasonable. Right. Nevada State Senator Ira Hansen, quote, I have the sensation that they're abandoning a community that they undoubtedly made similar commitments to in the past. I'm looking at the track record. Yeah, right? I'm looking at the track record of the Oakland A's and Mr. Fisher. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that is good. This is like, this is like, you know, somebody's dating a bad person and they're going to their family for advice. That's like 
that's what this sounds like. You know what I mean? <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, like, well, you know, they abused Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason to think that they're going to change. <laughs> um, Nevada Senator Fabian Donate, whose district includes uh, proposed A's ballpark, asks A's president Dave Caval where the team would agree to a ticket tax, right? Like, it, which is called an entertainment tax. Uh, I think it's called the entertainment tax, which has been a big issue. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, though, because, like, the casinos do have to pay this entertainment tax. Right. The Aders and the hockey team don't have to pay an entertainment tax. Uh-huh. And pissing the casinos off. Right. And, you don't want to piss off the casinos. Right. And the Oakland A's, whatever, the A's do not want to pay the entertainment tax. Right. Yeah. No, they want their free money without any strings money. attached. Are you there? Oh, so, yeah, 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 I can hear you. Yeah, no. That's oh, yeah. Point. Yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to skim, skim these articles. Basically, yeah. the, the, the fucked up thing about this is that the A's might be screwed, right? They've right. already bailed on Oakland. Right, but then now, they might have to crawl back. And they might have to crawl back. Because <laughs> if Las Vegas is like, no, we don't want you, you're just going to steal our money. Uh, because there was one more thing I wanted to say, which was... But- go ahead. <laughs> Rob Manfred is done with Oakland, though, right? I I mean, I think hasn't so. he hasn't he publicly been like the A's are not going to be in Oakland. I don't know, and that's the problem with Rob Manfred. Is I think yeah, I think he did, uh-huh. and he's a real he's like he's a little bit out of touch i feel like he's a little bit like oh everyone should be like bowing down and worshiping major league baseball like the the players should be bowing down to major league baseball the city should be bowing down to major league baseball and like that's not really like major league baseball is like middle management you know between the players and the fans you know in a good world, yeah. In a, in a right. World, yeah. And that's kind of the problem here. Right. Because <clears throat> Rob Manfred's like, oh, Oakland won't give over three quarters of a billion dollars to this baseball team that nobody goes to see just for them to stay. Like, <clears throat> three quarters of a billion dollars would be the, like, 50 years of what the ownership of the Oakland A's invests into the city every year. You know oh, what I mean? Like that's yeah, at least, yeah. At least, if not a hundred years, like it's ridiculous that they would, it's ridiculous that the Oakland A's would ask Oakland for anything. You know what I mean? Like it's, they don't spend any money, they don't invest anything. Right. They don't try to have a winning team. They don't try to cultivate homegrown stars. They don't. They don't do anything. 
I'm really curious, when did he buy the A's? Uh, this guy Fisher, he got his money from the Gap, like the clothing company. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I hear what you're saying, but for most of their history, oh, and he's a young guy, the A's were like a competitive baseball team, right? I mean, not really in the past 20 years. No. It's like the early 2000s. That was Moneyball, and that's kind of the last time they've right. been relevant, I feel like. He bought the team in 2005. That was after Moneyball, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So he bought the team in 2005, and they've sucked since then. We got to do a uh, Your Owner Sucks about this guy, because he really sucks. Right. Yeah. Big supporter of President Donald J. Trump. Oh, yeah, no joke. Yeah, lives in San Francisco. Anyway, uh, the one other thing I wanted to say, and then I'll be done, is that uh, this might uh, make Congress take away MLB's antitrust exemption status. Um, Representative Barbara Lee, D. California, wrote a letter to Rob Manfred, um, and she, because she represents Oakland, um, saying that this may uh, need to uh, re-look re at MLB's antitrust exemption status, and maybe we need to take, a, take it away. MLB's Good. continued active encouragement, and this is to Rob Manfred, this isn't to the A's, this is to Rob Manfred. Right. MLB's continued active encouragement of the A's abandonment of Oakland, which goes to what you were saying. Right. East Bay runs counter the rationale supporting MLB's century-old exemption from federal antitrust law. I ask you to reconsider efforts to subsidize or otherwise encourage the relocation of the Oakland A's out of the East Bay. Thank you for your full and fair consideration of this matter. Like, yeah. Take I, it away. Take it away. We've been saying that for years. Yeah. Take it away. That would be awesome. That would be so awesome. They keep threatening to, but no one ever does, though. That's the problem. John Fisher attended Phillips Exeter Academy. God damn it. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds douchey. The worst. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. I want to keep, I bet you, I mean, you know, they'll squeeze a dollar out of someone, but it's going to be a long, rocky road. I would love it if they got, I hope they end up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like try to pretend like that's where they wanted to be the entire time. You know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> I hope they end up back in Philadelphia. Just as the second team that nobody cares about? That's who they were originally. They were the Philadelphia Athletics. Right. 
the second team that nobody cared about. Or the Kansas City Athletics. That's the last time that MLB tried to take away the antitrust exemption status was when the Kansas City Athletics moved to Oakland in the 60s. Right. And that's why the Kansas City Royals exist. They were like, okay, okay, okay. If we promise that we'll build another, uh, you know, make another team in Kansas City, we please not take away our antitrust exemption status. Should have said no. Should have said no. And then we would have like cool XLB. Right, owned by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Owned by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'd be fucking awesome. Which is all we ever really deserved, honestly. Boom. And you could have cool, like, sticks. I still think that the ball should always be live. Ban the home run. <laughs> That's, like, the thing that people like the most about baseball. Home runs? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I mean, I'm oh. on it. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please continue to do so. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at UmpDump2005. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook at Dump on the Ump. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. You can also listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast. For Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet baby, I'm leaving. And the two If you don't believe I'm leaving, count the days I'm gone.